Welcome to Which Game First, where we explore the hilariously huge world of board games. Did we find any hidden treasures you've been missing out on? Let's find out. First up this week, we do what soccer does best, balance emotional states in the Ted Lasso party game. Next up, we balance our habitats one pair of animals at a time in Cascadia. And lastly, we have a balance of shapes, grids, and nostalgia in the game Sly. I'm your host, Celeste DeAngelis, here with my decades-long gaming buddies, Evan Bernstein. Hello, everyone. Ed Pobolitis. Hi, guys. Let's game. And Mike Grenier. Here we go. Woohoo! <laughs> Hit it. <laughs> Our first game up this week is Ted Lasso Party Game, designed by Prospero Hall, published by Funco Games. Number of players 2 to 6, ages 10 and up. Playtime 20 minutes. Okay, Mikey, tell us what's in the box. The cover of the box shows our endearing hero, Ted Lasso, wearing his slightly goofy but positive mustachioed smile and daintily extending a pinky while holding a teacup and saucer emblazoned with the Union Jack flag. Inside we find a game board, five location mats, two coach movers with bases, 12 event cards, 14 character cards, 54 believe cards, and 32 trouble tiles along with a pink biscuit box, a scoring clip, and a football-slash-soccer-ball-shaped die. And that's what's in the box. Well, before we tell you if this game was pitch-perfect, Evan, <laughs> tell us the goal! <laughs> uh, good old football. football. <clears throat> Ted Lasso is a cooperative game where everyone is trying to lend assistance to the players and coaches of a soccer team, chasing away their troubles and earning enough happy points to achieve team victory through biscuits and positive reinforcement. <laughs> Each person gets dealt a hand of six color-coded cards. In the community area are five characters, each requiring a set of specific cards that must be played on them to clear the characters from the board. Only two of the five characters are active at any time. Cards can only be placed on the two active characters. The other three are locked out. Once the two-minute countdown starts, each player on their turn must play all the cards of the same color from their hand. Cards can be played on active characters or on the coaching change space where one of the active characters can be changed. There's also a spot called self-care where cards can be dumped. There are four <laughs> rounds of play, and the number of players determines the score needed to win the game, I believe. And speaking of believe, you just gotta believe. <laughs> gotta believe. I believe in believe. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the look of this game first. It didn't have to be great. It was a mass market game. How did it look? It looked like a mass market game. I mean, everything's uh, very nicely designed. And I see Ted Lasso right on the box, the party mm. game. Uh, I don't really know the show, though. Yeah. I mean, I'm unf no, I've never seen the show, I admit, right off the bat. Well, as far right. as that's concerned, I mean, these are the characters from the show. This is straight up intellectual properties usage, unlike yes. SWAT. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, Mike and I are fans of the show. Ed and Evan have not seen the show. So I thought it was an interesting mix of people to be playing yeah. this game. Mm -hmm. uh, and yes, Mike is right. It is thick on the intellectual property. They don't just take a couple snapshots and slap it on a race game. This is a fully integrated photos on all the cards um, that are meaningful to what the cards do, not just pictures. They are definitely related. They try to make each character do their own thing. So in that regard, they use the intellectual property, I think, smartly. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Right down to, to the point where the cover of the box, if you you know turn it upside down or you look at the inside cover of the box, is the taped up sign Believe, uh -huh. right? The graphic <laughs> of that and the inside cover of the underside of the main part of the box. So mm -hmm. they, they go through some really great kind of detail like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and since it's so prominent, uh, I guess have to believe that believe is a, a big element of the show. Oh, yeah. Very it big. is one of the underlying themes. So mm -hmm. this is definitely a theme forward game. 
Absolutely. Uh, in that regard about believe and about how it's all about balancing emotional states. And then the inside of the bottom of the box is a soccer field where you roll <laughs> the soccer ball. Yeah, a weird die, yeah. They, no, it's they, neat because it's because it be, it becomes an arena effectively, mm-hmm. right? An empty box is kind of an arena, a place where you would roll dice, and yep, uh, it works um, with the graphics and everything. The score counter, you you count your points along the outer rim as you move mm-hmm. your marker around. Really, really did a good job of making that work. I thought that even down to the the character cards that are on there, the actual ones that you're trying to you know help out to like balance their emotions. I thought they chose appropriate emotions for these people to be balancing it didn't just seem like it was kind of randomly put together like some of them lack confidence or some of them get angry too easily and they i think they used more of those kind of symbols on the some of the cards that seemed appropriate to the characters in the scene that they were showing them from so i thought that was pretty good definitely i mean you could place them in different places and like different locations. You could end up with characters that wouldn't normally be in that location. And the combination of the character and the location together made it a unique experience based Mm -hmm. on that person being there. So that was really great. Thought it was interesting that they had the two coaches of the game, not be characters, not be character cards, but in fact, be the controllers of where you can act. Mm-hmm. which I thought was clever as well. I yeah. thought, okay, that's what coaches do, right? You you do you go and do what you're told. You take action when the coach says to take action. Yeah, exactly. And the right. coach is there to like, you know, give you a pep talk or whatever. So it makes sense that they're there, you know, like working mm-hmm. directly with that character. I love that. Yeah, they're like saying, come on, get those emotions signed yeah. off. Get come on, check. come on. Yeah. <laughs> match them up, match them up. And mm-hmm. when I was explaining in the rules, there are two active characters. The coach is... Basically, where they are positioned are positioned on those two characters. Those are the active characters. Yep. They activate the place where you're going to be playing your cards. Yep. There's Mm -hmm. Ted Lasso and there's Coach Beard. (laughs) Right. And I thought it was a very clever use of the biscuit box Mm -hmm. um, where the backs of all of the little um, emotion chips, what are they called? They're called... Oh, you're talking about the trouble um, tiles. The trouble trouble tiles. tiles. Thank yeah. you. Yes, they, they. I called them emotion chips because they have two emojis much, on them. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they're Just, basically the trouble tiles are essentially two emojis of what's going on with that particular character. So you're mm-hmm. trying to like make them feel better. But the other side of those trouble tiles look like biscuits. So when you yeah. line them up in the box, mm-hmm. they all look like the biscuits, and then you flip them over, and the biscuit represents an emotion, which I thought mm-hmm. was really clever. We definitely like gl- like glossed over a little bit the soccer ball die. Um, I thought it was it was first of all it was a unique die. Like that you know I've never seen a die that has some sides on it that aren't you can't land on. So it didn't have like all symmetrical sides. It actually used like the pentagram, uh, the yeah the pentagrams and then the hexes as the different side shapes. And the pentagrams were raised, so if you rolled across them, it would just go flop over to another number. Um, Right. Hmm. That was cool. It was cool. It was very cool because it, it's like, are they going to land on those blank spaces? No. Somehow this die is designed to not ever land on its blank spaces, which mm-hmm. was fascinating. Hmm. Yep. And yeah. it yeah. didn't stop rolling. Fa- yeah. yeah, the blank faces cool were curved, so it couldn't land on them. Yep. yep. Yeah, <laughs> it did roll a lot like a soccer ball would, though. That's, that was yeah, kind of a downside so, for a die. Yeah, I get what they were. Obviously, Obviously, they're going for look more uh-huh. than... You know, practicality. Mm-hmm. When we're used to rolling dice all the time and having a die, you know, land within a moment and mm-hmm. get, get the result. This soccer ball rolls around the pitch a bit, <laughs> you know, maybe for about three <laughs> or really four does. seconds before it might, you know, eventually kind of lands. Come on. I have to kind of wonder how many sided die is it, though? Yeah, that's a good question. It it yeah. looks D20-ish, yes. but I yep. don't, I never counted the sides to see if there mm-hmm. were 20 Active accessible sides. sides. Yeah. yeah. It's tough to say because, yeah, there was definitely... Well, it's the not that tough. Was, we could count them, well, but we, could. we didn't. No, but just by, like, well, I mean, just by a glance, we could tell a 20-sided die, you know what I mean? But, like, this thing here is hard to say how many flat sides it could land on just by looking at it. Mm-hmm, um, definitely. But the definitely. um, it was weird. It was a zero through four, and there was multiples of certain numbers. Like, there was a red one that if you rolled it, you get to add to the next roll. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, soccer players... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Ed. No, no, I think explosions. Ah! Explode. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Exploding dice. Um, the soccer players, when you scored one of them, 
um, by clearing up all their emotional states. Uh, you, they had a certain number of soccer balls that you'd roll, but then the other characters that weren't actual footballers, I guess you would call them, um, they just had a flat score that you can earn from them. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the gameplay itself. So mm -hmm. there's a timer. You get mm -hmm. two minutes. So, you know, you feel a little bit like you're on the clock, like a soccer player. Yeah. And, and we have to sort of coordinate like a soccer team mm -hmm. to get, everything to where it needs to be, meaning all the uh, cards laid out to satisfy all of the emotional needs of the players. Mm -hmm. How okay. did you like the actual play? The Let well, me, let me, first wait. of all, um, I'll have to mention that you made me download the actual timer <laughs> app that's relevant <laughs> yeah. to the game, which you can get from the, uh, the no, from the relevant, uh, no, either Google or Apple store. The or Ted Lasso timer app. Wow. Yeah. I was yeah. kind of hoping it would have the theme song to Ted Lasso, but I guess that was just one too many IPs to pay for. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Would have had to charge more. Well, music can be expensive, so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was hoping for that, but instead it's sort of a dull roar of a crowd, which is extremely distracting mm -hmm. while you're trying to talk about play. Which I thought was good, actually, that we get a little bit of a distraction there to make it more difficult. <laughs> it's on theme. It's on theme. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I had a concern about this particular co-op. It, it's a co-op. Mm -hmm. And it, in my experience with prior co-ops that we've reviewed is that they've been the rules have been pretty strict about saying what can be communicated and definitely what can't be communicated. Whereas mm -hmm. the rules here didn't seem to be that tight about what could be communicated. For example, in the crew and stuff, you absolutely cannot tell other players what cards you have. It says that right in the rules. No doubt about it. Here mm -hmm. it didn't say that. I mean, it no. may have alluded well, to it, or the spirit of the game maybe suggested it, but I didn't see a hard and fast rule so, saying we couldn't say what it was in our hands. It did not have any type of rule like that, well, as far as I can tell. Is, okay, yeah, but it did It did specify that you actually aren't supposed to talk about strategy once you have looked at your cards. So it was pretty free conversation, but you couldn't really plan specific to your cards because you're not supposed to have seen them when you're and talking. You, and you don't right. look at them until the timer starts. So you're right. not, yes. You don't even yeah. know what's in your so hand. That gives you starts. kind of your limited talk time. No, what specific strategy because you don't see the cards until you, you know, the, you're on right. the clock. You're discussing like a general strategy. Like if you have a bunch of this kind of card in your hand, do this and then move over there. You know. Well, what I mean? actually, we did spend quite a bit of time just assuming mm -hmm. we'd have the right cards. So we mm -hmm. didn't need to look at <laughs> them. And then yep. plotting a lot mm -hmm. about where we were going to go and who we were going to take care of that yep. round. What, was, what yeah. was our goals for that particular round? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. unintended. And there was an event card that comes mm -hmm. up each round, too, so that it kind of the planning was not just the exact same every turn, like, oh, because of this event card, let's try to accomplish this thing instead. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's true. That's true. And you did get to look at the event ahead of time. You don't have mm -hmm. to play with events. It says if you want to play a slightly simpler or more party forward style, you could probably play without mm -hmm. them. I think that that lacks conversational rule, though, Evan, is probably the most party game-ish aspect of this game. Right. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, so it I, is I sort of like, in the spirit of what the game is supposed to be, I suppose. Yeah. It it makes that part where you're all like kind of trying to work together a little more frantic, kind of like a game where ahead of time you do all this careful planning, you know, with the board and where you're going to play defense. But once the ball starts getting kicked around, you know, it gets it gets a little frantic. So <laughs> I thought that was kind of thematic. Okay. Before we wrap this up, Mike. Yeah. Funko Pop. Oh, for <laughs> real. Like this is... So the company is Funko for this, and I think that's the same <laughs> company that makes those little Funko Pop dolls, you know, little bobblehead dolls. That, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It definitely is, that. yeah. <gasps> yeah, so you wouldn't think that they could make a, a game that had, like, any sort of structure to it or anything. Yeah. But they hired a real game designer. Yeah, it looks like Right, it. Prospero Hall is has designed other games. He's designed mm -hmm. the uh, Disney Villainous games and yeah, Horrified. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he has credentials. So mm -hmm. I give them credit for not just throwing, you know, throwing out any piece of IP yeah, exactly. junk that they could. Yep. Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury Ted Lasso party game. Evan? Ted Lasso, it's a light co-op, which affords the players plenty of time for pre-planning, communication, and what seemed, to me at least, to be an easy victory. Perhaps that design is in spirit with the themes that this particular 
show conveys. I've never <laughs> seen the show. I guess I'll have to start watching it. Um, mm. As this was probably the least challenging co-op I've ever played, I'm only very slightly going to bury it. Mm. Oh, interesting. Okay, Mike. I'm always worried about IP games. And when I looked at the cover of this, it was plastered everywhere. I was like, oh, no, they just slapped this thing together. But <laughs> I was worried. But actually, I thought they understood what the heart of the show was about. You know, it's it wasn't just a game about soccer. You know, they, they actually got to the root of what the show was about. So I give them credit for that. Uh, it was more frenetic than I like in a game. You know, if anybody who knows me knows that I, when it gets, like, timed like that, I get panicked. But... <laughs> all in all, I thought it was pretty good for a mixed group of people. It was easy to teach them. So I say dig it up. Ed? I was also skeptical. It's a party game based on a TV show. It doesn't have a great track record. <laughs> right. Yeah, not at all. And it, but it wasn't that bad. Uh, I kind of agree with Evan that it wasn't necessarily very challenging. But perhaps all I needed was to believe and believe and maybe a box of biscuits to dig it up. <laughs> fair. Very fair. Yeah. I mean, I am a huge fan of Ted Lasso. It is one of our favorite family shows. Uh, it is a almost pitch perfect show. Uh, and so I was really worried when I saw the box and bought the game. But my kids wanted to to buy it when we were in Target, and so I did. And and I'm glad I did, because way more effort than was needed went into this game. <laughs> I mean, I would it, it would have flown off the shelf with far less quality. So I extra appreciate that they actually hired a designer and actually gave us a game that was fully on theme for the show. It is definitely a power dig up for me mm. and my family. Nice. <laughs> Do you believe and believe? Let us know. We are at which game first on all social media. All right, Mike and Evan and Ed, yeah. what's going on with which game first? Well, who do you want to hear from first, I suppose? Yeah. Evan! Get it, Evan. Monday nights, which game first, a board game podcast is live. We are playing a game online every Monday night, a board game, and we invite you, our wonderful audience, to join us. Watch us play it. We're learning the game for the first time. Perhaps you have some helpful tips for us. Perhaps you've played it and can suggest strategies. I know I need all the help I can mm -hmm. get. That's Monday nights, 8 o'clock East Coast time. In case you're joining us from anywhere in the world, you'll know exactly when, when to tune in to watch it live. And of course, it'll also go up afterwards as a, as a video on our YouTube channel. So if you can't catch it live, be sure to check it out afterwards. It's a lot of fun and we're interactive. We're constantly talking with the audience. We're playing games, trivia with the audience. So it really is an interactive experience that we want you to join us for. Let me tell you, the audience takes the trivia very seriously. They do. They do. Like if we are that. if we are not on point with that trivia and we're trying to play the game instead, boy oh boy, it gets hot. Oh man. It gets hot in that community room. <laughs> um so not specifically for us, but just for all of you guys out there, Gamma is going on right now. That's a big trade uh -huh. show for a lot of board games and stuff like that. I got friends that are there kind of shooting me some uh preview looks at things that are out there. So um hopefully I'll be able to I don't know if I'm allowed to exactly talk about all that stuff yet, mm. but just so you know, there's some fun stuff coming down the pipeline, and we will be looking into it as soon as we can get our hands on it. Ed, you got some Kickstarter games coming? Yeah, some new games are finally starting to arrive. Like, I just got this uh, new glorious version of Ra that just came in, and uh, yeah. the collected version of Darwin Journey just came in the other day. So, nice. cool. look forward to doing some gaming, and we'll tell you about it soon. <sighs> yeah, we just played Ra. We yeah, definitely have cool. some choice words for that game. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and we want to give a thanks to all of our patrons. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You keep the lights on. Uh, you keep this game, this show rolling us gaming. And if you would like to become a patron of this show and get access to our patron only podcast and it's many, many back issues, just go to our website and click on become a patron today and you will get that patron-only podcast called Bonus Points! <laughs> uh, it's just $3 a month right at our website, whichgamefirst.com. And thank you to all our listeners. On with the show. 
Our next game up this week is Cascadia, designed by Randy Flynn, published by Flat Out Games and Alderac Entertainment Group in 2021. Number of players 1 to 4, ages 10 and up. Playtime 30 to 45 minutes. All right, Mikey, what's in the box? The cover of the box leads us to a beautiful snow-capped mountainside lake where a calm and majestic elk stands contentedly upon a secluded field. Ah, ah so serene. <laughs> Inside, we discover five starter habitat tiles, 85 habitat tiles, 25 nature tokens, 21 wildlife scoring cards, a family intermediate variant scoring card, which I did not see. We need to talk about that. Uh, a score pad. Love that. A hundred wildlife tokens and a cloth bago for those tokens. Bag-o. And that's what's in the box. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, before we tell you if nature calls, Evan, give us the lay of the land. All right. Directly from the producers of this game, I will read it straight for you. Cascadia is a puzzly tile laying and token drafting game featuring the habitats and wildlife of the Pacific Northwest. In the game, you take turns building out your own terrain area and populating it with wildlife. You start with three hexagonal habitat tiles, and on turn you choose a new habitat tile that's paired with a wildlife token. Then you place that tile next to your other ones and place the wildlife token on an appropriate habitat. Four tiles are on display, with each tile being paired at random with a wildlife token, so you must make the best of what's available unless you have a nature token to spend Mm -hmm. so that you can pick your choice of each item. Those are so important. Mm -hmm. Ideally, you can place habitat tiles to create matching terrain that reduces fragmentation and creates wildlife corridors, mostly because you score for the largest area of each type of habitat at game's end, with a bonus if your group is larger than each other player's. At the same time, you want to place wildlife tokens so that you can maximize the number of points scored by them, with the wildlife goals being determined at random by one of four scoring cards for each type of wildlife. Maybe hawks want to be separate from other hawks, mm-hmm. while foxes want lots of different animals surrounding them, and bears want to be in pairs. Bear <laughs> pairs. Pairs of bears. Can you make it happen? Let's find out. Well, we did. We did find out, and we, we played. We played this in person. Yay. Uh, yeah, in yeah, person. yeah. So exciting at a game night. That was a lot of fun. It was great mm-hmm. to see everybody. Uh, it's been a been a while, mm-hmm. and uh, we got it from Ed. Ed slapped the big box down on the table. Boom. What did we think about what was inside? How was the look and feel? I mean. I think the art was really, really nice, and the components are very good. I mean, the dish are actual wooden dish. Yeah, they were. Mm-hmm. Yes, wooden. and they had the little pictures of the animals right on them. Yep. Um, we some of them stuck together when you first got them, which <laughs> yeah. was kind of interesting. Yes, we, we snapped them apart. That was actually rather satisfying. Yeah, to I think snap maybe them apart. The, the heat, the the way they treat the tokens. I think the the heat press they use for them maybe kind of left them a little soft when they put them in the package and it made them kind of stick together a little bit mm-hmm. yeah but, but they snapped apart and and mm-hmm. seemed undamaged yeah mm-hmm. and uh the hexes were quite nice nice mm-hmm. thick cardstock yep six yeah, sides on they... each one of them yep the art on the, <laughs> <laughs> the art on the cards was quite nice mm, single artist the... for this game a single artist the um, colors for the, Beth um, Sobel was the artist, and uh, I guess she did everything. Nice. Yeah, the uh, the colors were like really stark for the animal tiles. Like you could definitely tell the four or five yes. different colors apart. No color problems. But I thought on the hexes, even though they were really pretty, it was kind of not super clear like which terrains, like you know, because you're trying to match terrains up, and it wasn't as clear as the t- as the little discs were on the hexes. Well, I'll tell you. I de- I definitely they were very blendy. Mm-hmm. So I definitely wasn't paying enough attention to terrain. And mm-hmm. I do think partially that was due to the blendiness on the hexes cuz mm-hmm. each hex had two terrains on it and uh and well, some you- only had one. Yeah, yeah some only had one. one. Yeah, yes. Had one. Mm-hmm. Um but most had two and uh and you do forget kind of what's what. 
<laughs> it's easy to to like what? lose track of what piece of land you're putting together and you know they definitely sacrificed some clarity for aesthetics but but it was really pretty though yeah and it's not like you it was not total confusion if you paid yeah. attention right you could figure it out <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah that's well, a key right there it was just yeah. a matter of being so preoccupied with trying to get your animals in the right spot that you mm-hmm. weren't also paying attention to placing the hex just so unless right. you were evan right evan uh well yeah. i actually you know <laughs> Pay well, attention, Evan, I guess, to that part of the rules that were being. Well, read. actually, like, oh. I I think you benefited from misunderstanding the yes, rule, exactly. and and you actually benefited from that because you believed that you had to match up terrain properly. Well, I mean, mm. mad, had to match up terrain to the same terrain. The same terrain. I did. Yes. So you ended up bu- building these beautifully massive terrain pieces, while the rest of us were just tossing them anywhere, mm-hmm. or at least I was. <laughs> I was. Yeah. I was. Yeah, I was looking at other things. Now, I was well, trying to make it look nice, too. And I think that was part of the appeal for me that made me focus on the terrain. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was nice to see the terrain growing. And it's like, oh, look at this river. It runs, like, forever. And uh, mm-hmm. and it's right next to this beautiful, long prairie. Yeah. Oh, usually that's me. I, I love, like, matching and symmetry and all that. Like, I don't know what malfunction I had in this game, but I was just <laughs> slapping those tiles down in all the wrong configurations, like... I don't. <laughs> not sure what was different about this one. Well, they, well, I, two... think, I think the left hit on it yeah. with the you can get preoccupied by trying to get the perfect point mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. animal tile. Well, I need to put the bear here. This is the only place the bear might go in order to get my perfect bear. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a hundred percent true. Total distraction by animal patterns. <laughs> yep. Like I can't be doing two patterns at once. You asked <laughs> oh me God. to do pattern of animals and pattern of You're land. Come on. Five patterns at once like you're like yeah that's true because you're yeah, matching you want, you're doing all yeah. the animal patterns at once yeah. yeah here's where it is because there is either one two or three types of animal that can go on any hex and it says mm-hmm. so right on the hex but just because you have say a, a, a hawk and a salmon on one type of terrain okay that is a mountain and a swamp you can there's also a hex out there that has the hawk and the salmon on the mountain and the river. Mm-hmm. Yep. So so you can sort of get a little confused or, or a pattern might sink into your head saying, okay, bear, you know, salmons are only river tiles or mm-hmm. bears are only these mountain tiles where it's actually a wild sort of mixed combination. Mm-hmm. And like you said before, it's Celeste, you get you get focused on which kind of animals and you're looking to draft your tile based on the animal you need. Mm-hmm. And and you forget that you may need a different terrain and animal at right. the same time, right? Yeah, to, to to maximize your point potential. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's all mix and match too, because when you put the tile out, you draw a random tile and you draw a random animal for the space that's empty from right. the last person taking that pairing. So you know, it's sometimes you get lucky and you get a piece that has a salmon on it, and there's a salmon in front of it. You grab both and slap it right on that one tile that you right. wanted. Right, but mm-hmm. usually it's waiting around for what right. you need. Yeah. Yep. And Evan, it would help if you remembered that it was all in Cascadia, because then you remember, hmm. oh, this is actually just a small, a relatively small chunk of land where all the animals in it are going to be able to go everywhere, mm-hmm. because it's just it's just Cascadia, so everybody goes every terrain. Yep. Um. So that that kind of helps in in being in washing away that oh bears can only go here thing right. Well, I don't so think I there was fish in the that. mountains, maybe, but yeah. Well, I see a fish in the swamp. I suppose that could yeah. kind of work. But salmon, you would think river, right? Only. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, exactly. Yeah. That's that's I where did... your brain goes to. You don't think of salmon possibly mm-hmm. in the mountain, <laughs> but but there it is, salmon in the mountain. Well, well speaking... the stream come from the mountain, you know. Right. I, 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 know. I get that, but that's an extra sort <laughs> yeah, of yeah. Was a little unintuitive in that way. Yeah. And yeah. getting <laughs> and getting back to the um, the fact that you have to pick up this hex with whatever animal is underneath it. The only way to break that and to be able to pick up whatever animal you want alongside whatever hex you want was um, the Nature little t- yeah, the little nature mm-hmm. tokens that you got, yeah. and those tokens. those were super useful. You got them by, you know, putting an animal on a, on a tile where there's only one choice of animal, which is relatively easy. So they were relatively easy mm-hmm. to get, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody's going to go the whole game without one. Yeah. And, the only uh, downside usually to you end up with tile. three or four. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. But the, yeah, the downside of picking that tile is it's not as flexible. 
you know, you pick the one that has right. only one single animal on it, then you can only put that one type animal, of animal terrain, on it. Right. right. You know, yes. That's the limitation. So, um, Ed, you're saying that we actually missed one of the rules for oh, the no. for no. that well, token? Yeah. For well, the nature token? When I was rereading the rules later, it's like we we got the main use for it, which is you can you know, break up the pairing. But apparently you could also uh, wipe all the animal tokens and uh, oh. get a new picking of animal tokens with it. Listen, Mike, it wouldn't be a game. It wouldn't be a game if Ed didn't neglect didn't neglect yeah. to mention some little well, thing. Like back a very important rule. I, I probably read through it and we just ignored it because that wasn't a very useful rule at the beginning of the game. Oh, the last two turns of the game, I was just dying to get a bear and or an eagle, and I had garbage on the board, and I had three of those tokens, but they wouldn't yeah. help me. Except unless I, you know. Gee, Mike, they would have helped you. Who they knew? really would have yeah. helped. <laughs> Rem- rematch, rematch. That's all. I only lost like 14 points from that. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Difference between fourth place and first place. But hey, you know, right. whatever. No big deal. It's fine. Well, the other thing I'll notice is uh, there was a very nice bago that had all those mm. wooden discs in it. And Celeste mm. kept on. Holding that job of pulling the bag. <laughs> oh yourself. my god! You know, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, we played a game right before this, okay? Mm-hmm, that moved like molasses to me, and I was oh. like, oh, and there was nothing I could do to control the speed of the game. I had to wait it out. There was nothing to do. But in this game, you could completely control the speed of the game <laughs> by how fast you flip tiles and put out tokens. So mm-hmm. I was just, I was just trying to alleviate. <laughs> my feeling of helplessness from the previous yep. game by taking complete control of flipping all the hexes and all of the chips and just keeping it rolling, except when it was my turn, mm-hmm. in which case I would forget oh, to yeah. put out the next thing because yeah. I was too busy not paying attention to my terrain. And the bag was the animals as far from everybody else as it could be. It was like on Celeste's yeah. left and she was on the corner. So It was like in my lap. Like I am like, yeah. I was keeping complete control over it. Um, you make a good point this game uh moves at a brisk pace mm-hmm. loved it love yeah. that yeah the that pacing of this game is good best part no downtime no, no. downtime yeah, which i any. fully enjoyed yeah once once the player whose turn it is chooses their tile set then the next person can already start you know refilling the thing and going because you can't put it back or anything you just have to place it so it keeps yeah we really had fast. we definitely had the chessboard rule there it's like you t- mm-hmm. you let go of the piece it's yours it's so yours. you pick up that tile yeah, it's yours right. oh yeah that, that bit that's me in the ass a couple times for sure <laughs> <laughs> and ed this game won the spiel oh yeah it won the, uh, the spiel in 2022 yep all right i didn't even know that okay explorers it's time to dig up or bury cascadia mike this game was not only nice to look at very pleasant, but it was also easy to teach, replayable, and it was fun too. So I definitely dig this one up. Evan? Cascadia. It's a simple to learn and fast paced tile placing game and has two levels of strategy it's the placing of the wildlife and the placing of your terrain. And that's just enough complexity to handle without being too complex. <laughs> and the various placement cards for each animal gives the game a good amount of replayability. Dig it up. Ed? It's a very nice looking game to offer. Two puzzles to manage all the game long. <laughs> wildlife and habitat. I enjoyed trying to optimize both of those while seeing the land grow as it goes on. So I'll dig up and visit Cascadia once again. Yeah. This game is as vibrant and lively as the landscape it depicts. It was fast-paced and fun. Next time, definitely paying more attention to the terrain. Dig it <laughs> up mm. have you guys ever visited the pacific northwest region we want to know we want to hear from you we are at which game first on discord and all social media our last game up this week is <sighs> sly sly don't even under, <laughs> don't even know why designed by sid saxon what? It cool. has is that a winner? Yes. Yeah. From 1971. Published by Amway. Isn't that like a supermarket? Amway. Amway. No, that's like a no. multi-level marketing Multi-marketing. Scam, multi-level <laughs> marketing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, In 1975, number oh of players, one to four, ages eight and up. Playtime, 20 minutes. 
Okay, Mikey, tell us what's in the box. The cover of the box looks like a cautionary tale told in cartoon form of a melting family bathed in sickly orange lava light. They have obviously been sent to the abyss to burn as they play the world's most frustrating board game for eternity. Inside we find a board and some playing pieces in four different colors. Uh, there's some, a cylinder, four triangles, and six squares for each set. And, um, yeah, that's what's in the box. (laughs) (laughs) The description of that box cover. Oh, Oh my God, God. it's accurate. Before we tell you if this game is as hot as the cover depicts, Evan, blaze through the rules. All right, blazing through these rules. It's uh, yes. Yeah, I don't even know how you're going to. I well, can't I'm wait to hear just, this I'm, one. I'm just yeah. gonna read what the uh, manufacturer tells us to read. Okay. What's, what's okay. his name? Sid Vicious. What's the guy's name? Oh, Sid Saxon. Sid, Sid Saxon. Saxon. If that's, that's his real cool name. name. That is a very 1970s name. Sid Ooh, Saxon. Sid Saxon. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's even a real name. But here's what Sid is telling us. Sly isn't a single game, but six different ones oh, sharing yeah. board and pieces, all the same. Uh, the board is 12 by 12, divided into 16 fields of 3 by 3, with field centers specifically marked. And the pieces, as Mike said, come in four colors each set. You know, a player is each set. And there's some triangles and squares and cylinders. Um it's, uh, let's see, solitaire. There is a solitaire version. So solitaire slide, one player, variation on a puzzle of removing pieces by selected jumps. Now, one of the games we played, one of the six is called Sniggle. That's the game we played. We only played one of them. That's what we're going to talk about if we can get to it. Um, and that's a racing game for two to four players. Here are the other four games. Lineup, an alignment of, it's a two-player game played on a four-by-four grid with each player having two squares, two triangles, and one cylinder of their own color. Empire is an abstract uh, two-to-four-player war game of sorts. That's all they say. Of sorts. (laughs) Blockade is a two-player game. And a distant relative of, uh, uh, what is it called? Neftafel, right? Oh, Neftafel. Yeah, that's the the Viking game. Chess, Viking chess. Each player has to uh, have their king escape while blocking the others with their guards. And I think we... Reviewed that in our first year of which game first. Mm. Finally, uh, in Sly, you can play a game called Gateway, a two to four player game where each player tries to enter all their pieces by forming alignments with opposing pieces. So mm. there you have Sly. Why it's called Sly? Not really sure. <laughs> I guess they paid the designer by the letters of, <laughs> yeah. of the title of the game. Nobody <laughs> knows what it means, but it's provocative. It's provocative. <laughs> As provocative as that cover. Oh, oh my God. God. I wasn't okay. even kidding. Yeah. I feel like somebody like misinterpreted the color scheme <laughs> that they were told to print the box in. Oof. Or they ran out of green and blue ink and just did everything in red. Oh, yeah. Red was on sale, yo. <laughs> yes. I mean, this red is Dante's This is Dante's Inferno. I mean, my gosh. <laughs> All it is, I mean, we, we, we made it sound like the family was on fire, but what it is they is are. they're sitting in front of a fire, uh-huh. but they are the same color as the flames yeah. They, yeah. It, right. they, they all look the, like Mr. Heat Miser and everything looks like it's melting like the plant pots and the walls there's like running color coming down the floor is like a spiky shag carpet but it looks like little flames underneath totally them I mean, shag. Yeah. wow it is, I mean, they, everything's they, a glow they could have been on a better fire if we didn't know that was a carpet <laughs> Yeah. The, the, the floor is lava it did definitely you ever see like you guys ever see those Jack Chick tracks they're like these old school Cool tracks that the churches used to hand out to like scare you away from the devil or whatever. Whoa! It, no, it, Mike, stop! Um, Hold on, that's a, that's a bonus point. So I, I don't know. Wait, oh, but yeah. what? Describe it a little bit more. Because did you just say sticks? Uh, tracks, like so they. There were these little okay. This is a sidetrack. Sorry, wait. Here we go. The, <laughs> Jack Chick was this guy who was like ultra religious guy, and back I don't even know how long ago he used to print up tens of thousands of these little like slightly bigger than a credit card sized booklets and okay. they would they would be all kinds of stuff like you know 
like really hardcore, like you're going to burn for eternity kind of things if you do this or that. Like listening to heavy metal was one of them. And, you know, so you look through the book and it tells you why heavy metal is evil. But the, the art <laughs> like, on this looks like it's from the same time period. So it really reminded me. Did of they that. have art in the books? Oh, yeah. It was a little cartoon. <laughs> it was like a little comic strip in there. Oh man, you gotta look that up. We we can talk about it on uh totally. we can talk about it on bonus points, but yeah, wow. oh my God, but, we have to do that. Yeah, yeah, it is definitely some fire and brimstone going oh my on God, here. It so Ooh, is the wild and, it's just creepy. It's so yeah. creepy looking. And if um, if honestly oh sorry, go ahead, Ev. The faces, I'm I'm back to the cover <laughs> of this. They're they're these are not Caucasians, they're not you you can't identify sort of in a way the race if it were of these people. Kind of people. Everybody is orange. I mean yeah. it, it, really, everybody's face is orange. They look Bright like orange. Oompa Loompas is the color and of their skin. <laughs> if you contrast the colors on the cover with some of the colors you find inside of this box, ugh, I mean you almost miss the cover because there's like well, Pumpkin. it is quintessential 70s, all yeah. these colors. Oh, yeah, totally. these colors. Mustard, are olive, oh, pumpkin, and ivory. Here, here's how I describe <laughs> yes, them. Here's right. how I describe them. Pumpkin puree orange, aging milk white, pea soup green, and off-brand mustard yellow. Those yeah, are the that, four oh, colors. Sure. Yeah. 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 yeah, and that, those are 70s. Uh, and all of it in a brown felt box. Oh, brown felt case. Brown yeah. against those box. colors. Like, box box. Oh. Like felt? Why the felt isn't even <laughs> part of the game board? All it is is the surround for the compartments that hold the pieces. It's totally <laughs> it's the seventies, and Sexy production felt. value was through the roof. <laughs> oh, my. It's true though. The production value, as long as it wasn't an IP game, because those right, were right. those were made those out of spit trash. and tissue. Yeah, but if they were like this one is called a fireside game by Amway, <laughs> it should be a <laughs> in the fire God. game by Amway. Could this huh. possibly be Amway. the actual Amway, like like multi level marketing yeah, was, scam? Was oh, Amway around I, I, in the I'm 70s? pretty sure it is. Wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. Indoctrinating people game. for sixty years. Amazing. Sheesh, man. This one's a contender for next year's worsties for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, we're well, not there on. yet. We're not hold there on. yet. Right. Yeah, not we're, only we're, that, we're, we only played one of the six games, and <laughs> why? All right, why all right. did we? Why did we choose that particular game? Because the listen name. to these names and tell me which one you're going to pick: <laughs> Solitaire, Lineup, Blockade. Empire, Gateway, or Sniggle. Yeah, I mean, come on. Come on. <laughs> it's like a no-brainer. Sniggle. You had to play Sniggle. Of course you're going to play Sniggle. Yeah. It's something, it's inscrutable. So you yeah. have to play that one. And the game was mildly inscrutable as well. <laughs> so we set up our we set up our pieces on one side of the board. Mm-hmm. And the board is nice, thick plastic with gold... Yeah, like gold leaf on the edges, so it Props. looks fancy, makes it look casino esque and stuff. And the pieces have, you know, they're heavy to the touch and they're textured, so they were mm. interesting in that regard. Um, but we squished all our pieces into one square. Each of us got a square, yep. and then we what did we do? We played leapfrog we over our own pieces, right? Yeah, yeah, no, yep. we, we, yeah we couldn't line up rules. with yeah. an odd number of pieces. So you can move and you can, you can move to a space like where like if you're looking at the other people's pieces lined up vertically from yours, if there was an odd number of pieces in there, you can move again. If there was an even number of pieces there, you had to stop. That's, uh. And did you count your pieces or not count your pieces and what know. counted and what didn't count? It was it was funny. We did spend a long time just deciding how we could move. Well, also, there was yep. this player one situation, right, where oh, player yeah. one goes, and it was pure advantage because we oh, all yeah. wanted every turn to make the same move. So I purposely made a bad move just to see what happened. And as you might predict, I was destroyed utterly because of it. <laughs> <laughs> and well, were you the first player or no? No, I was like third player, but like... I, I, we were all making the exact same move every turn. And I just said, what happens well, if I do no, this? Because yeah. <laughs> only the first, like only the first three or four moves. And then it slows down mm-hmm. because yeah, everything, yeah. Based because on the what fields fill well, up. Could, could the odd even rule kind of message with the, uh, what, based on what people do. But yeah. even though your options change, your options remain extremely minimal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, one, two, possibly three pieces that you could yeah. move. 
This game yeah. crawls too. Oh, it, oh. It, it is a crawl. They call it a race game. It's yeah, it's a crawl. <laughs> oh, a race game for snails. Exactly. <laughs> Snail race. Let's see, I would have yeah. played that. That's what Sniggles stands for. Snail race. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, and it, and as you can hear in our voices, it was absolutely thrilling. Oh, yeah. theme, oh my gosh! The you theme... become bored with this thing like three moves into the game. You're like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is this is futile. Actually, mm-hmm. your stomach starts to sink, realizing how long it's going to take to play out the inevitable. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, trying to get nine something. pieces or something to the end of this board. Each yeah. of you. Ugh. Yes, and getting you're nine one space pieces. At a time. I know. Only, maybe, maybe. Yeah. 14 spaces across or something like that with nine pieces each player to move across the board like one maybe two spaces at a time it was like oh god it was an exercise in agony (laughs) (laughs) and the other part that threw me we'd have all the different pieces the cylinders and the triangles and squares and the shape just did not matter not in this game particularly not in this game not Not in in sniggle Which I mean, is why, hey, props. we got to get together and play the other five games. Oh, oh yeah. Like Black wow. Let's set that up sometime. Lineup. Yeah. Oh, I mean, my I gosh. I want to play props. a game called Lineup. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> that sounds really boring. But, like, I give them credit. Like, at least they had, like, multiple games in there, and they had, like, different kinds of pieces so they can be really diverse with it. But I just feel like if this game is any example of how the other games mm-hmm, are, mm-hmm. like Solitaire, um, you know, Lineup. I mean, it's does it looks great. Line up, line. You got to line your pieces up on the board. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh boy, wow. let's. <laughs> Is it just me, or do your eyes hurt when you look at the board, the box cover? Every My time, eyes actually oh, hurt. No, they burn literally. They burn. <laughs> like, but also, it's, it looks uh... like it, the scene looks like at first you're like, oh, they're smiling, but then you look at like the dad's hand on his head he looks frustrated I and know. the kid's not pointing and laughing he's pointing and yelling and the girl who's looking like down, dad you're is, on fire yeah you're on fire and the girl's looking down plotting she's not smiling and the other girl's like biting her lip so she doesn't yell something like you know what i mean like the more you look at it the more agonizing the, the scene more looks. horrifying it yeah seems. exactly it's like a cthulhu situation going on here <laughs> they each have a beverage like like most like yeah oh, yeah. covers of the 70s, 70s. There, there is Two a hot beverage, toddies yep right couple yep. hot drinks couple cold drinks yep. um the 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 from a scientific standpoint, if you were to recreate this scene in real life and put a child that close to a roaring fire like that, he oh, would be yeah. on fire in about three <laughs> seconds. There's no way they are sitting next to that like, fire. He's wearing oh, layered God. sweaters, like in, with his back I know, directly full, up against the hearth. Yeah, yeah, they are full, they are like dressed to go out in winter, and they're all wearing yeah. shoes on the shag carpet. I mean, <laughs> why? Why are you sitting down cr- in cross legged on the carpet? I really I really want to track on. down the artist now. Oh, boy. I really <laughs> want to find so, who like, did what the happened? art. <laughs> what happened? All your other crayons broke? Or... <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, okay explorers, enough, it's enough time. Feeling. It's time. Okay. It is time to dig up Orberry Slime. <laughs> all right, Ed, give it to us. Yeah, Ed. Uh, I do enjoy some of Sid Saxon's classic. No, don't stop, acquire, great game. Uh, this isn't one of them. No. <laughs> no. Maybe some of the other games or that would be okay, but I'm just not that interested in finding out. So I'm going to bury it. Evan? Wait a minute. Ed, six, Sid Saxon, you played other Sid Saxon? I know. I do, I, I do <laughs> kind of want to hear about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, we'll, yeah let's pause. We'll revisit we'll that at some can't point. Can't stop. But, um, played that. What? Yeah. Sid Saxon invented Can't Stop or brought yeah. us Can't Stop? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is a classic <laughs> that, staple. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, Sid, what, what also happened? Also, Acquire. Yeah. Acquire is a big one, too. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, Acquire, yeah. Holy all right, games. okay. All right, well. Okay. All right, Sid, you know. must have just had an off day. Can't all be winners. Yeah. Give it to us, Evan. And Sid, we're going to invite you on the show for an interview, if you'd like. <laughs> you have a standing invitation. What happened? Um, Sly looks, feels, and... Smells like the proverbial cheesy <laughs> 70 family game night board game. You know, it's not the worst of its kind. It's far from the best. And that cover. Oh, bury it. <laughs> Mike. I mean, I'll give them props for trying to make something that has like diversity of gameplay and replayability. But like when I look at this cover and I see this whole family on fire, I think this is going to be something <laughs> really exciting. 
And uh, it turns out it <laughs> wasn't. It felt more like an exercise in organization. Um, if the other games are any, uh, if this game's any indication of the other games, I absolutely have to bury this thing. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I mean, even if it's not an indication of the other, <laughs> if somehow the other games are brilliant and Sniggle is the only dud, uh-huh. it's still, it's still such an ugly game. <laughs> and you're, I mean, it's just an ugly box to have in your house. I don't even know if it's worth it inside. What's inside? You can borrow a my conversation copy, piece. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. Put it on your coffee table. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. I have enough grim imagery in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, despite the great look and feel of the plastic pieces and the interesting board, I mean, a whole lot of nothing going on, <laughs> and, and inside of a of a truly terrific box and not in the, not in the classic yeah. sense of terrific horrific yeah <laughs> no no bury this bury this even if it catches fire mm. bury it bury to put out the fire bury it. <laughs> what classic 70s game do you play let us know we are at which game first on all social media And that brings us to the end of our show. We look forward to hearing about all the game exploring you're doing. Please reach out to us. We love to hear from our listeners. If you would like more perks and content from our show, including exclusive episodes of our patron-only podcast called Bonus Points. points. For just $3 a month, you can go to our website and click on Become a Supporter today. If you get a chance, please leave us a like, a rating, or review anywhere, anywhere, anywhere anywhere online join our have chat gpt do it for you i don't care (laughs) just post it join our chat on our discord server we are at which game first and our patrons get access to our exclusive patron only channel where we love to chat with them all the time we are at which game first on all social media and happy happy gaming explorers the room is on fire no really the room is on fire (laughs) Will the bear feel better if I give him a biscuit? I'm melting, melting. What a world. <laughs>